Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to have you. And shout out to my EP, Andre Suttles, for helping to make this podcast possible. I am excited for today's episode. The only thing we're missing is a cup of coffee. I'm sitting here with Cody Childers of Synergy Coffee. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Ted. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. As I mentioned, uh, wish we had a cup of coffee next to us uh, to sip I'm sorry. on. Sorry. That's my fault. That's my fault. I'm hosting, so I should have had that prepared. For our listeners who might not have been introduced to you, might not have uh, maybe seen you around Greenville, South Carolina, why not introduce yourself really quick? Let them know who you are and uh, what it is you do. Yeah, sure. Um, So my name is Cody Childers. I own Synergy Coffee Catering. Um, Basically, I bring the coffee to you wherever you're, whichever party it is that you want, wedding, birthday party, um, you know, corporate events, things like that. That's what I do. Um, And yeah, that's me. I love that. And the first question when it comes to coffee catering, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people um, might not have known that's a thing. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that idea? How did you come up with the business and, and, and jump into it? Yeah. Um, so I used to work at Swamp Rabbit Cafe. I was uh, managing over there. And we would have a lot of different clients come in or, or customers come in and they would always be asking for coffee catering. And uh, there was just about five different clients in a row that we had to say no to. And I, you know, in some organic research of my own, um, I never could find anybody who was doing that. Um, and if there were people that were doing it, they just weren't doing or delivering the quality that I felt like they should be delivering. And um so somewhat overnight, um, I just decided to take a down payment that I had saved for a house and go buy an espresso machine and launch this business. Yeah. And kind of the rest is history. Um, <laughs> so looking, looking back, it was like, huh, don't know if that was the best idea. But like now, almost a year later, um, I'm really, really happy that I made that decision. No. So. Yeah. I, I love that because, you know, the first thing I think the listeners would, would take from that is the fact is you noticed a need in the marketplace and you did some research and you noticed, hey, it wasn't being provided. So why not me? Because when, when I think of coffee catering, if I was going to a, a corporate event for coffee catering, mm-hmm. I'm stopping over by Dunkin Donuts or whatnot, getting that big box of Joe or something and yeah. everybody, you know, grab a cup and pour it in. But coffee, people love their coffee and, and people love good coffee for sure so when you talk about that quality mm-hmm. you know i definitely think you notice the need the necessity for it and uh as as we could see a year later with your with your business it definitely is something that people appreciate mm-hmm. how do you make that decision overnight though because you mentioned like oh over, overnight when you talk about the money you have for a down payment on a house right you know mm-hmm. a lot of people say hey this is this is your future and we yeah. were just having a conversation with a gentleman before you know hey if you have you and your spouse and you have something <laughs> for the future don't don't risk it mm-hmm. but here you are with a down payment for a house mm-hmm. and you decide to spend it on a business how did that con- like i guess that conversation in your head go yeah um honestly so i want to say something like 5 years back i had a pretty close friend at the time um, who said this one line to me, and I have probably spoken this line to myself since a million times, but he said the difference between um, being scared to death and courage 
is um, being scared to death is just fear without breathing. Um, and so I, for whatever reason, that line just really like stuck with me. And so making that decision to take my then saved down payment um, for, for a home to launch this business that I just felt like I was supposed to do um, was terrifying. And so it was literally as simple as just thinking like, okay, take three deep breaths and make the next right decision. Um, and I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Um, and then like secondly to that, like I've always had a super, super supportive, supportive family system. Um, you know, I've got three younger brothers and two parents that are just awesome. Um, and so to know that whether or not I went out on this endeavor and it totally just crashed and burned or I went on and became this empire, um, I knew that they were going to be by my side regardless. And so just having that support system um, coupled with some really good friends and then also just that like really almost insane courage to just like go do something yeah. um, was really what made that decision easy. Yeah. Per se. No, I love that because when you mentioned that the three deep breaths and being scared to death is pretty much fear without breathing. Mm -hmm. I had to write that down because a lot of us, we look at going outside of our comfort zone as if it's going to be the end of the world. Hmm. You know, we, yeah. we have a reptilian brain. We have this, this instinct in us, which tries to protect us from the dangers of the world. Mm -hmm. And because we've advanced as a technological society so much faster than biologically you know a work deadline is the same kind of stress we feel when we used to be hunted by predators mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the fact of taking a down payment to start a business that fear is the same fear that you might feel when your life is on the line but you take those deep breaths you realize i'm not gonna die yeah. by opening this business yep. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and it, it becomes i don't want to say comical but it, mm -hmm. it almost just becomes manageable For sure. when, when you look at it that way Jumping into business, I'd love to really start unpacking this for some listeners who might have that side gig mm -hmm. that they are kind of dabbling in, haven't jumped into yet, or that maybe they have just started and they're going through a rough patch. I'd love to know some of the challenges that you first came across when building Synergy Coffee. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I was actually just writing about this the other day. Um, I'm working on just some origin story type stuff and um, marketing material, things of that nature. And one of the things that just looking back to the beginning of Synergy Coffee that I, I don't know why I was this way, but I was just entirely overprepared. Um, nice. And I don't think that I have ever told anybody like, hey, you know, you don't actually need to be that prepared. But like, that's what I'm telling you now. You don't need to be that prepared. Just, you know, go out there and do the thing. Um, and, you know, just this week I was saying yes to events that, I don't actually have the physical capability of doing those events. And so I feel like I've kind of come full circle where it's like I was so, so, so prepared. Yeah, I showed, I'd show up to an event and tons of things would go wrong. Whereas now I'm like technically less prepared, but things are going remarkably right. Um, and I think that that probably just, if I were to really, really dig deep into it, it would come back to... Um, just like I'm I'm really leaning into the people around me and trusting that like, hey, even if I drop the ball, they're going to get it. And as a matter of fact, they're probably going to do better if I just give them the ball and walk away. Nice. Um, so. So you mean by being overprepared, mm -hmm. you found things would still go wrong. Mm -hmm. And then now that you're kind of, um, quite frankly, 
taking things that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone or you feel mm-hmm. like you might not be prepared for, you're doing them and they seem to still be going right. Yeah. Um, and handing off the ball is, is what you're kind of mentioning as that, that switch in mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, it's also like the fear of, I mean, hey, taking a deep breath, this is, you're not going to die by going to this event. Absolutely. And it's something going wrong. When I host an event, I usually tell the organizer, the organizer or the person we're doing the event for, mm-hmm. you spent months, maybe years planning this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going the way it's planned. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. not going to go the way it's planned. Yeah. But it's going to have a start, middle, and end, and people are going to have a good time mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part. What do you think gets in the way for people who are afraid to, I guess, take on that next gig that they might not be ready for? Because, I mean, being someone who, I mean, I love the quality of the work that you do. It's mm-hmm. clear that you put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. What do you think would hold somebody back from like getting to that point of actually taking that leap, accepting that that event, and, and going for something that they might not feel prepared for? Yeah, um, I honestly think that it's just a, I don't want to say a lack of focus, but a problem of focus mm-hmm. in that like you're focusing on the wrong things. Um, so for me, when it comes to event planning and actually come, going through and executing an event, my sole focus is you. Um, it's not the cup of coffee, which I think for a lot of people, if, if they find themselves in, you know, let's just use a catering situation, they're so nitpicky and focused on, okay, what's, what's the product? What's the overall experience? Like, oh, I have to make sure that this bouquet of flowers is perfectly arranged. Otherwise, my client's going to have, you know, just this horrible time. And all of those fine little details are certainly important, and you have to put thought into those. But for me, my focus is you. And so I, I'm focusing on building a relationship um, way more than I'm focused on delivering the absolute best cup of coffee that you're ever going to get. The truth of the matter is, is that if I have a relationship with you and I know exactly what it is that you're looking for, the relationship itself is going to make that cup of coffee taste better. Nice. Um, so that's, I think that's my biggest focus when it comes to like my clients and really just anybody I come in contact with. Um, business or personal, I want to have a relationship with people because I know that there's something that I can get out of the relationship, but there's also something that I can give. Yeah, so. and I, I think you're kind of uh, you're playing at a different level when you talk like that, you know, <laughs> because a lot of people you hear it a lot of times in business, like you know, have the best product, have the best product, have the best product, mm-hmm. you know. And I just finished reading it in a book, and though it's great to have the best product, but if that were the case, you know, who has the best hamburger? McDonald's is the number one restaurant in the world selling hamburgers. Absolutely. Do they have the best product in, in terms of a hamburger? No, but they're convenient. They yeah. serve the customer's need mm-hmm. more efficiently mm-hmm. than whoever has the best hamburger. Not to knock whoever has the best hamburger out there. Absolutely. And I know there's probably a lot of people right now waiting to hop in the comment section, putting <laughs> five guys in and out burger and so on and so forth. But the point being is you know, making sure that the person has a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, you're serving them a cup of coffee, but the experience with that cup of coffee is what they're going to remember. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to look back and be like, hey, that was a great cup of coffee. Yeah. As we're talking about coffee, I imagine you didn't come out the womb thinking all things coffee. I'm, I'm sure there had to be a journey learning it. When did that journey start? Were you into coffee before starting this company? Were you at... Were you looking into coffee more as you started to start this company how did that process start in, in becoming almost an expert i'd imagine in yeah. the field 
Absolutely. Yeah. Going back to um, my origin story, uh, just when it comes to coffee and the business in particular, um, I've been in the coffee industry for roughly eight years on and off. Um, one of my first experiences with the coffee industry was actually at Dew South Coffee Roasters. Shout out. Um, so they're still, you know, a powerhouse here in Greenville. Um, and yeah, believe it or not, like one of my first experiences from there, I just didn't love their coffee. Um, so kind of going back to just like our recap, like I didn't have the palate to actually know what was good and what was bad. So, you know, coffee was just the substance that I could consume and it would give me energy, whatever. Um, but I was really, really drawn to the environment that Do South had created back in the Taylor's Mill. I think it was probably about eight years ago um and so that environment kept me coming back even though i wasn't like a huge fan of the coffee and then as i kept kind of just learning like okay what what is this you know mystery substance that these people are serving me and more importantly how are they using this tool to create this environment that is quite literally like reshaping the way that I run my life. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like my first introduction into coffee and that, that theme kind of has carried out throughout my entire uh, career, if you want to call it that in the coffee world and um, leading all the way up until this point with um, Swamp Rabbit Cafe where I was like, Hey, like people aren't getting the same experience that I had six years ago at the time um with with coffee and, and and they're not getting the the space and you know having this ready oppor- or ready opportunity to just get it whenever they want it um i i really want to be one to provide that um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of like where where my mindset when it comes to coffee but more specifically relationships came from there's just, hey, this is a really, really awesome tool that I personally enjoy consuming. Um, how can I share this awesome product, but also create those same opportunities and spaces for people to just simply have a connection? Yeah. And that's, and that's amazing that you can kind of see that connection there. Because when I think of a cup of coffee, um, to be blunt, honest and quite frank, it's usually like, I need some energy, let me drink this. Mm-hmm. I need some energy, let me drink this. And there are a lot of times... Um, people drink coffee not because they necessarily like it i've spoken to some people who are like i don't like coffee i just drink it because i need the caffeine hit Mm -hmm. you know until they have a cup of coffee that they really like Mm -hmm. um i think it's amazing uh how some people can taste good coffee versus bad coffee or Mm -hmm. someone's like oh these grounds are 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 burnt a little bit yeah and i'm like how how can you tell it's burnt a little bit i mean my my coffee's doused in cream i don't know if it's burnt or not um i guess what does that process look like for someone who wants to go from, hey, I just drink coffee to get energy, mm-hmm. to really trying to taste the difference? Like if I'm, if you're giving me a great experience, but I want to say, you know, I, I really want to increase my ability to, to taste good coffee. What mm-hmm. should I do? Yeah, I mean, start by going to like one of your local coffee roasters or coffee shops. Um, I mean. You're here in Greenville, especially there. I can think of five off the top of my head that are all fantastic coffee shops. Um, and just simply ask them like that exact question, like, "Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I want to learn what good coffee tastes like. Show me what a good cup and a bad cup of coffee tastes like." Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can brew a bad cup of coffee, even with good quality coffee beans. 
So, I mean, just ask him. And, you know, it'll for six bucks, you can tell the difference, like, oh, this is bad, this is good. Um, and, I mean, coffee shops love that kind of stuff. Nice. Like, unless you just get unlucky and run into a grumpy barista. That shouldn't <laughs> be happening. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you this, and um, being that you serve coffee to a lot of different people and you mm-hmm. see them have experiences around the coffee, mm-hmm. and don't say energy or caffeine or whatnot, but what yeah. do you think it is about coffee that creates that experience for people? Man. Um, I know that's a tough one. That is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think... I think for me, it's more of just like, like in the air, there's like this aroma of coffee, especially at shops that are like roasting in the shop. I think that that really brings an element to just the whole coffee experience that, that like you, you can't quite get anywhere else. For, like, for example, Due South, one of the first things that I can remember walking into their shop was this pungent smell. I was like, what, what is that smell? Like, do I like it? Do I not like it? I don't really know. Kind of smells like a sweet campfire. Not sure. Um, and I think that that overall experience, like just literally just taking over your senses, um, really brings a different aspect to the game. I mean, I think that you could relate this to um, like tasting wine. Mm-hmm. Like how much more are you going to enjoy a glass of wine if you're at the vineyard that the grapes um, were grown at? as opposed to going to some bar or whatever that is, you can get the same exact glass of wine. One of them's going to taste better. Yeah. Um, so I think creating a space where, like, your senses, like your physical, like, body, bodily senses are being overwhelmed really creates that dynamic where people can, can just have this conver- conversation because they're both connecting over something that maybe they weren't able to connect with before. Yeah, um, I love that. Does that make sense? It does, it does. I mean, because, I mean, going back to the whole environment around mm-hmm. it, you know, I mean, there's a reason why people like going to bars and drinking. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who go to bars and drink and they say, I don't even like the alcohol that I'm drinking, but mm-hmm. they like the atmosphere in which they're in. And I think coffee kind of sets the foundation for yep. so many other things to happen. And, while we're recording this, uh, we're, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. And switching gears here a little bit to some of the challenges, we're talking about coffee and the experience that it, it builds for people in the event space. And, mm-hmm. and obviously with COVID-19, that's kind of put a little bit of a damper on, yeah, <laughs> on the ability for people to come together. Yeah. How ha- has Synergy Coffee adapted and adjusted it and really survived through this period? Yeah. Um Honestly, I think it kind of goes back to where we started in the beginning of just really focusing on the people um, because I, my product is adaptable, um, but it's only so adaptable. So but if I keep focusing on people and making sure that like their primary needs are met, like they want coffee, I'm, gonna, I'm going to deliver coffee. They need to be safe while consuming that. I'm going to deliver a safe environment. And then I'm also... Um, almost providing a distraction it's just like hey let me let me come into your space let me let me show you how you can you know take a break from your your office meeting um and you can just step out here to to the lobby and have a have a nice cup of coffee chat with your friend talk to me uh, you know a fellow barista that you've never met um share share a little bit in the burden that we're all experiencing from COVID-19 um and so yeah, like I think, I think that 
we kind of play a role in in sharing that burden by providing a little bit of a distraction in a safe way. Nice. Um, and obviously, you know, th- this is something that none of us could have anticipated, put a serious damper on the business. But I mean, this this month has been just a huge testament to just how how awesome some of our clients are and how supportive they are. And it's really awesome just to be able to still serve coffee. Yeah. So. Nice, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you you get to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I would ask, and this this kind of goes, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure a lot of folks, whether they're starting their business, um, they might have the same question. We first started with, hey, there's a demand in the marketplace, and not many people are looking for coffee catering, or not not many people are offering coffee catering. Yeah. How do you let people know you exist? How do you get in front of people? with your service because yeah. I mean when it comes to playing an event like I mentioned before if there's an office manager who's putting something together they mm-hmm. might not think to call a coffee cater for sure yeah um, I mean a lot of it is just face to face conversations um, I believe that the best marketing is in person um, and also referral based um, so I always ask all of my clients to refer me um, and then also just like showing people that it's something that they can have um, you know, like you just said, a lot of people don't ask um, for for coffee catering service or don't even think that it's something that they might want. Um, so I, I always just show them that it's something that they might be interested in and let them do the rest. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm not a salesman by nature, um, but I believe in letting the product and the service speak for itself. Um, and I think as long as we continue to just focus on our clients and make sure they're, they're our number one priority and that their needs are being met, that things are going to work out. Yeah, so. and I agree 100%. I feel like, I mean, we've had billboard marketing, TV marketing, print mm-hmm. marketing, social media marketing, and, and all that coming together. But I think the foundation has always been word-of-mouth marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're person you're going to trust the most is a good friend a spouse or somebody and and the fact of the matter is the fact that you ask for referrals along the way nobody knows your customer base better than your customer (laughs) you know it's like hey did you enjoy this well do you know someone else like you Mm -hmm. that would enjoy this and that's kind of it's a it's a slower process but as we've said before on the podcast you know anything fast won't last and anything that lasts doesn't come quick so um, I love the fact that you have that awareness and that I guess, um, that practice of asking for that, because, uh, I can tell you're playing the long game here. You know, you're not looking for a quick buck. You're not trying to just, Oh, people want coffee catering. All right, here you go. Give me some money. You're, you're putting time in the, in the craft. You're putting time in, in the product that you serve. You're focusing on relationships and making sure that they're, they're quality relationships, long lasting. And, and for anybody that's kind of going through that, you know, starting off the business type venture. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the foundations of your business yep. if you yep. want it to be long lasting. As we're coming to the last few minutes of the podcast, I kind of want to know some of the things you're working on now, mm-hmm. things, uh, the rainbows that you're, you're chasing yeah. in, in terms of, of the Synergy Coffee, maybe personally and things like that. And a question some of our listeners might have, I know I had it. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to this question. Took the money uh, for a down payment for a house to start this business. Yeah. Have you gotten that house yet? <laughs> yes, I actually have gotten the house. Uh, I just bought it, I think it was almost a month ago now. Congrats. Um, I'm currently in the middle of some renovations because it is a fixer-upper. 
but I do have the house. So uh, thanks for asking. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, like the rainbows that I'm chasing, um, honestly, right now, I'm really just looking at building a team. Um, I or the business has been extremely blessed in that we have so many clients coming in now that I can't handle it myself. And that is literally the best thing that I could possibly say right now. Um, So I'm reading a lot of books um, right now just on what it looks like to build a team and then also like have a team that actually just loves their job. Um, So that's that's what I'm that's one of the rainbows that I'm chasing right now. And then just secondly, I am really looking at trying to expand our service and make it more um, more of a value to to our everyday consumer. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what those answers look like right now. I mean, if people want to throw out some comments, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what that looks like right now, but I'm always looking at serving, serving my clients better. Um, so, nice. yeah. And last question, because I, I did forget to ask this. I was supposed to ask this before the rainbows, but mm-hmm. what's the biggest storm or biggest challenge you've overcome, uh, whether it be personally in the company, building Synergy Coffee or whatnot, just so some of our listeners might know one of the, the blind sides that might be coming their way? Because I think we can plan all we want. We can prepare all we want, but we are bound to yeah. get blindsided by a problem. What's a big problem or something you were able to overcome? Yeah, that gives you man. confidence to. You should ask that projects. one a long time ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so for me, I honestly, it's just pride, um, which is yeah. why you should have asked it a long time ago because I could talk a lot about that. Um, but yeah, there's. I think that there's a lot of pride for me personally in owning a business and doing something that I love. Um, but that pride is very uh, double-edged in that, like. If I think that I'm the best, then the company and is never going to grow and people are never going to be served the best. Wow. Um, and so for me, just taking a step back and a stance of humility and going, okay, like the idea is good, but I am not the best one to implement the idea. Who out there do I need to bless by letting them come on and help me? Um, and that has taken me a long time to figure out, and I'm still learning a ton about that. Um, that actually has a lot to do with one of the books that I'm reading right now, um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, he talks a lot about building a team and a lot about being a, uh, I think it's called a level five leader. Um, well, level five, well, sorry, level five leaders are humble. Nice. Um, so what's it going to take to be a level five leader for me? whole lot of humility yeah <laughs> so that's that's probably going to be a life lesson for me and yeah i'm still learning that every single day absolutely and our, our goal is always to humble ourselves and not be humbled by outside forces because it's never never fun to learn that it way it's not fun to learn that way yeah see maybe i didn't know what i was doing because you always have to save the best for last and i yeah, love that answer and there we we rewarded the listeners for making it to the end of the podcast of course before we let you go mm-hmm. cody i want to make sure that the listeners, the watchers on YouTube have an ability to reach out to you, maybe use your service, learn more. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you're building a, building a team. If there's any coffee lovers that are that are listening and they live in the Greenville area or you're expanding your borders as well, mm-hmm. I'd love for them to have a way to connect with you. How can they reach you? Yeah, I mean, the best way to reach out to me is just through my Instagram page. It's Synergy Coffee Catering with an underscore between or after each word. Um, or you can always just send me an email. It's synergyco2019 at gmail.com. Awesome. So. 
and I'll be sure to have those uh, contacts in the show notes. So anybody that's listening on the on the iTunes app right now, they can literally open their phone right now, hit the link, and contact you right away. Perfect. And of course, uh, we'll be sure to make sure that they can reach you through our website as well. Great. With that being said, Cody, I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story with us today, cool. man. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate oh, you. My pleasure. And to the viewers, I appreciate you. As always, I want to recap some of the things that, that Cody said along the way. Being scared to death, fear without breathing pretty much. It, just take a deep breath and realize that thing that scares you most likely won't kill you. If you're thinking about jumping off a cliff, maybe you should think twice about that. But starting that business that scares you, that's the cliff I'm talking about. Jump and fly because I'm sure you are more than capable to do so. Speaking of which, when you mentioned being overprepared or less prepared, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and take on a little bit more than you can chew just because that's your best way to grow. And of course, the focus on people, you've mentioned that throughout the, the podcast and I think that's so important because a lot of us get trapped in the product or the service that we're doing mm -hmm. and we forget who we're doing it for. So by having that focus on the people, I think that's a way for us to transcend our business and really set it up for longevity and set it up for success in the future. There's plenty more tips along the way. And of course, that last tidbit that you left with pride. I love the fact that you said that if I think I'm the best, I don't grow and mm. I can't grow a team and I can't bless somebody else to help bless our customers. So guys, I hope you guys play this over and over again. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, share it with a friend. Remember, we mentioned referrals. I would love for you to share this episode with a friend if you think they would benefit from it. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe button to catch our episodes every Wednesday. And if you're not already, I'd love for you to consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get some behind the scenes and extra content you can hear from Cody and some of our other guests. And, of course, you can get the podcast right when it's posted, one of the first exclusive uh, releases of the podcast. All of that is in the show notes as well. As always, guys, we appreciate the time. And everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.